2: Um, but this
1: evening we have uh, comics, which I'm so excited about because that means that we have fun art that we're going to get to look at. Um, Steve Wiseman uh, uh, won the Harvey Kurtzman Award for Best New Talent in 1998 with his acclaimed ongoing uh series Yikes. He's written and drawn comics for Marvel Entertainment, Nickelodeon Magazine, Fantagra- and Fantographic Books. Uh, he currently lives in Los Angeles with his wife and their son Charles, who I think will be monitoring the one of the, the situation here. Uh, Ron Rigi, do it right? Okay. Ron Ragey's first book, Skipper Be Bye, was published in 2000, and he's also authored the books Against Pain The and The Awake Field. His comics and drawings have appeared in hundreds of zines and anthologies, uh, and he is also an illustrator, which clients include Nike, Sony, Tylenol, McSweeney's, Vice, New York Times, and Canada's National Post. Um, his current project, The Cartoon Utopia, began in early 2008 as a series of 60 small drawings. He's going to be talking about that this evening. And uh, drawings from the cartoon Utopia have been presented as solo gallery shows in Los Angeles, Montreal, Richmond, Virginia, and Austin, Texas. So please help me welcome our first author this evening, Stephen Weisman.
0: Hello. Thanks for coming out. Um, you should
1: put it out. It's just
0: because I'm so small. Oh. That's fine. I mean, it's not that big a crowd. How's it going? Um, so I'm talking about my book today. It's called Barack Hussein Obama, and uh, hopefully you all got a copy. Um, and it's nice to see so many of my relatives and friends here. Thanks. I get to explain what I've been working on for the past couple of years. Um, it's uh, It's been pretty fun. It was a, a project that started out kind of, uh, as a goof, um, just uh, a couple of things I heard and uh, things I've been paying attention to in the world. And uh, I thought it would be pretty funny. Um, one night, uh, my son Charles, who's going to be working the PowerPoint here, um, we were watching, I think it was actually the Halloween episode of, of Charlie Brown, the Great Pumpkin episode, when he, when he told us that he had heard Charlie Brown was a Jew. <laughs> And we were a little confused. We thought it was a really funny thing to say, uh, but we couldn't, uh, couldn't make out why. And so I asked him uh, where what gave him this idea. And he said he'd heard it on the news. And, and I thought it stuck with me for a couple of days. And I thought that was a really, uh, a really peculiar thing to say. And it was funny. And I would like to use something like that in a comic strip since I make comic strips. Um, but uh, it would be a lot funnier if Barack Hussein Obama said it than if any of the other comic strip characters I had. So I drew uh, the first comic strip that's in the book, which is not this one. Um, what button do I press to just... You can just press buttons, Charles. Um Yeah, he'll just, he'll, just, he'll just scan through some of the art so you're just free to look at it. It doesn't actually correspond with anything um, that I'm saying. like uh, a few people have been asking me um, about this project uh, mostly why I'm uh, why this why am I working on it and uh, one of the questions was uh, why use uh, his whole name Barack Hussein Obama and uh, I'm a great fan as I'm sure most of you are of uh, right-wing radio on on the AM even before the um, 2008 election uh, the, there was just this constant reference to Barack Hussein Obama um, as, this, as this sort of scary otherworldly person that was going to try and take over America. And uh, it was funny the same way that they use um, uh, his whole name like they do with kind of serial killers, you know, they, to sort of separate them out from the pack. You, you know, this is, it's, uh, you know, Richard Milhouse Nixon, you know, and Barack Hussein Obama, and it just kind of worked. And, or there was, there were the people that, like the kind of stoner kids that would, would refer to Ronald Wilson Reagan, you know, back in the 80s as, as like a sort of numerological, numerological 666 kind of, do you remember that? No. Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, so that was I just thought it was funny the way uh, his opponents were using his name, and I thought it was funny the way his supporters would kind of um, be sensitive and react to hearing his name like you can 't say his whole name that means you 're a racist so I thought it'd be a really great a great way to get a reaction um, and get some attention, which of course uh, I crave dearly um, so another um, Uh, Another question people have been asking me, is this project, uh, is this book pro-Obama? Is it anti-Obama? He's a protagonist, so it's, it's, I'm, I I want him to live through the book. So it's (laughs) pro-Obama in that respect, I mean, my, my personal, um, I mean, that doesn't even matter. It's, it's not. it's it's just a book about Obama. It doesn't really get involved in policy decisions, um, nor is it uh, a political comic like um, you read in the in the opinion pages. And which I mean, those are those are lousy comics anyway. This is actually a good comic, um, so it's not interested in, in the the minutia of of policy. Um, another oh, a few people have been asking me about. Uh, um, uh, was it my intent to avoid um, being topical with this book and, uh, and I thought it was a funny question to get because I was trying with this project to be as topical as I possibly could with my comics and so I was working on this uh, on a week-to-week basis for two years um, and uh, I would ask myself before doing each strip what's going on in the world that that could be that could work its way into my strip, or what's going on, uh, failing that, in my life that I can utilize for this strip. And there are, um, it, I mean, there's Qaddafi. Uh, we deal with Qaddafi and the death of uh, Bin Laden. There's the um, the tsunami uh, in Japan uh, intrudes upon the narrative as does the uh, Icelandic volcano that maybe some of you remember. Um, or the uh, tea party march on Washington. Wasn't that a good time? So um, all of that works itself into the book, uh, and it departs from reality a lot. Um, I understand that, and, and I'm uh, by nature, like, you know, a sort of weirdo cartoonist, and um, that just happens. So uh, anyway, what I, I think you guys should talk to Ron Rigi for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and yeah Charles can give Ron man let go And I've brought, uh, yeah, just for a second, I, I meant to tell you this, um, these, these stories were drawn uh, in four books like this, these moleskin sketchbooks, which are just really tremendous things to work in. I've brought the books that, that I drew the whole of Barack Hussein Obama tonight, so if you want to come by and take a look while we're just hanging out afterwards, I'd be happy to show you these books. Any (laughs) questions?
3: Did you try it on this one before? Yeah. We tried it before and it worked. All right. Wait, maybe I have to unplug it from this one. Sorry,
0: everyone.
1: It's yeah. So weird,
0: yeah.
3: I can put it on his too. Okay. But
1: <coughs> well, we're just gonna take a little technical moment. But uh, we do have mole here in case you want to draw your own. In case you want to draw your own. Comic strips this
3: evening. Hey, if this is a work. That's right, it gets everything set off. <laughs> so,
1: uh, so, yeah. Uh, so just think of this as a little mini in- in- intermission between uh, between shows. <laughs> you got it on the
0: flash?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so weird that it.
3: I know, usually you just plug it in and it just this. Do we? enough of an
1: intermission that uh, oh, oh, we got it. Okay, continue.
3: This is my lovely background. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ron. Um, showing you some stuff today for my new book, The Cartoon Topia, which just came out. I was gonna like talk about what it was, but now my mind has gone completely blank. So <laughs> I might just usually, I've been doing readings of the, for a while. just reading the comics because it kind of explains itself and then maybe it's better if people just ask me questions after or something. Pretty much this project, I started in 2008. I was pretty disassociated from making comics in general and wasn't associating to the normal stuff like characters or jokes or stories or anything like that and I just started making a bunch of small drawings and which just one at a time and they were panel sized and I would start putting words into them and I started kind of having a lot of philosophical, utopian ideas and it just kind of grew and snowballed and about two years in, I knew that I was making a book and a lot of what I've done come from other sources besides myself and a lot of things I've been reading. Um, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and read some stuff. Kept in balance, by equal weights. Everything in the universe came from one point. Everything inside and outside of you is made of material split apart at this initial moment. Every aspect of every process, from the largest to the smallest, is attempting to be united again. I was also going to say, when I've done these readings before, I always go too fast and I'm going to try and go slowly, but probably the best thing for you to do would be to look at the pictures and not the words while I'm reading. And I could have done this so that you would just be seeing the picture, but it it would have just been too much work. Maybe I should do that in the future, I don't know. (laughs) Everything strives towards perfect balance macrocosm is the microcosm. All is one. Everything is vibration. Everything in the world is made out of sound. That's all there is. Every atom wants to achieve this perfect state. The particles that we are made of have always existed. Therefore, we are projecting the history of the universe onto one another. We are the creation myth. The goal of alchemy is to bring together and destroy the opposites. Light can be slowed down into matter. Change the number, change your tune, turn the dial on the prima materia. Once you know the frequency of something, you can both create and transform it. Apply your consciousness to the ether and give it form. Uh, This next story that I'm going to read is called The Hermetic Philosophy in the Fairy Tale of Sleeping Beauty was written by Manly P. Hall. Have you ever realized that you are the prince and princess in one? The princess is your own better nature, the spirit of beauty lying asleep in you, hidden away behind the walls of nettles and thorns of conflict. These thorns and briars are the struggles and disappointments and impediments of life. We long for the beautiful and the true, but must always claim it from a heart of sorrow and sadness. Peace will never be found without labor, so go forth with the faith of a true prince into the world, which is filled with aggravating, pricking, tearing, and wounding things. If you go through life with the faith of a fairy prince, you will find that the thorns give way before you, the nettles and briars will part to let you through. There is a reward for those who seek to beautify life and awaken the spirit of harmony lying asleep behind the briars of privation. There is a beauty in all things. If your life has been deprived of it, go forth and claim it remember however that happiness must always be reached through a forest of thorn, thorns and every spirit must be a hero to attain it all right this next section is called the science of applied energy it is from a book called thought forms by annie besant and charles Leadbeater. this whole section um stems from ideas theosophical ideas that uh, have a lot to do with the aura and things like that. But when I was discovering it, I realized that thought forms and the concept of thought balloons in comics are almost exactly the same. So with these kind of fantastical things that people writing about actually existing in your etheric body or the aura are what are in comic books all the time. So this next segment is a part of the book that was kind of trying to bring a bridge between kind of two interests of mine, but here's some things about it. To paint in Earth's dull colors, the forms clothed in the living light of other worlds, is a hard and thankless task. One of the most interesting high roads from the physical plane to the astral is in the study of thought. The difficulty of thought representation is that we are limited to three dimensions. And on paper, only two. We have no concept, conception of that inner world to which thought forms belong. All that we can do is at best to represent a section of the thought form. Whoa.
2: <laughs> All
3: right. Surrounded by the innumerable combinations of subtle matter, the mental body is an object of great beauty and delicacy. Rapid motion of its particles giving it an aspect of iridescent light. Every thought gives rise to a set of correlated vibrations. The body throws off an actual vibrating portion of itself. It gathers from the surrounding atmosphere matter like itself in the fineness of the elemental essence of the natural world it is a matter of great power and energy that may be used as a potent agent when directed with a strong and steady will look strong is spelled bad wrong i hope that got fixed well for us to bear in mind that there is a hidden side to life, that each act in word and thought has its consequence in the unseen world that is always close to us? We must know and we must study, there is a vast field open before us if we only enter it and gather its fruit of enlightenment. Let us no longer spend time in the dungeon of ignorance but come forth into the sunshine of infinite wisdom. Okay, this last section is from a book called The Rainbow Bridge 2, Link with the Soul, written by the two disciples, whoever they are. <laughs> is it not possible that the unknown worlds to which we yearn the ultimate becoming leads to something like ourselves, yet evolved infinitely beyond our present concepts, we say it is so. (laughs) Evolution is the movement from multiplicity towards unity. Let us evolve together, for the togetherness of groups and groupings seems to be an evolutionary objective. We propose to relate occult teachings to scientific fact, The urge to betterment is inherent in the driving force of evolution. The universe is constantly growing and expanding, developing and changing. This used to be a mere belief in emotional reaction, but the development of scientific knowledge has changed that. This knowing has changed the course of the development of consciousness. We are fragmented parts of the one source. There is one all-exclusive principle, existence. Scientific thought has always sought and pointed towards this basic unit from which all things are made. All units of attraction and repulsion are set into motion to build all forms, as well as time and space as we know it. There is a law of unification. Whoa. (laughs) There is a law of unification. We are all on a path of return. All souls are unified in the one soul of humanity. This is present truth. The path of return is a path of conscious awakening. Here we are separate, but the veil grows thin. That's it. Yeah, I think we're both going to sit down, and I guess you guys can ask questions and we can both talk or whatever. Do you guys
0: have any questions?
3: Are there, are there any questions, or should we just say that's it? Do you want to stand or Maybe, we, should, maybe we, we can just stand. There's enough people here, right? Sure. you just do that? I'll, I'll yeah, scoot we'll just, over here. here I'll sk-
0: you have a question? Okay. Stephen, um, have you got any funny reactions? Uh, I've got only funny reactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I mean, just from people wanting to ignore it um, uh, based on the title, um, to people having um, not necessarily the wrong idea, but you know, a, a fully formed idea that they think. Too. I mean, the most of the funny reactions. You guys can hear that, right?
3: Yeah. Probably.
0: Does that make sense? Okay, cool. <laughs> Do people have negative reactions? They're like, I don't want to see that. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, well, in comics, you know, most of the negative reactions we get are non-reactions, you know, just people ignoring yeah, it's your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. So I would say the majority of my time as a cartoonist has been a negative reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, uh, this project, I've Personally, I feel like I've gotten more positive feedback than all my people-pleasing comics
3: over the years. So this is one where i just like me too, and it hasn't even come out. People are like, what? <laughs> is is it because it's confusing? Do you think? Maybe. I maybe. feel like with my that was good for us to do this together because I think both of our books, on the surface, are a little bit confusing to people. Yeah. Uh, which makes be. them more interest. I believe
0: something. your yeah, your comics this book especially it's it's gonna be a challenge for people, Ron. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Um so
1: part of you reading it aloud and me just looking at the artwork mm-hmm. it was great, but it was so detailed. I just
3: wanted to stay on the
1: panel as you're right, yeah. on. How long did it take you to like do each
3: panel? Would it just perform in your mind? No, no. I did um well, I do the whole book as script first, so I have all the panels done with just the words put in, and I had no idea what any of the pictures would be for like, I would have like 100, I had like 100 pages to do, and I was like, but it would be like a new thing, like this week I'm gonna do this one, and I'm like, what goes with these words? And so you was were slowly, decorating the? Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty much, yeah, it's like illuminated manuscript. I'm like just decorating the words or something. I'm curious about your craft. Uh, your, I know that,
0: um, Uh, Like symmetry is is pretty important to you, I believe, just from Mm -hmm. looking at your stuff. Um, But also, I um, always like when I look at Ron's drawings, like how. Perfectly formed, like everything is. I see. He seems to be able to know how to draw everything in his world, and it and it looks like he drew it. Um, but you were saying you do the same thing. No, I don't think so. I feel like it, <laughs> you can see me learning to draw, like um, uh, a pencil uh-huh. or a, or a roll of tape. If I uh-huh. have to draw it, it, right. it looks it looks rough at first. But whenever I see, like in 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 Ron's drawings, when he he composes a panel and and there's a lot of material. around, around, uh, you know, a table, mm-hmm. a chair. It, it all looks perfect. Like it always existed that way and it always is drawn by you. Well, but you <laughs> but you were, you were saying recently that you were having trouble drawing animals. In this yeah, and the animals
3: that was, look, all the animals in the book look totally crazy to me because they have these like human faces and I can't quite get them to look, and it's the cartoon human. They look
0: great though. They're like, I they was look really freaky
3: to me because maybe it's because I'm trying to make them more realistic or something. It's, But I think as cartoonists, we both, because when you say that about your stuff, it like everything looks like you did it, all the little things, but maybe that's just the craft of... Maybe someone else well, doesn't notice. Yeah, or someone notices that, and to us, because I look at things, and I'm like, oh, the typewriter is terrible. <laughs> that's not my... Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. This is a question that relates to that this discussion. The intricacy of the drawings. Impossible? <laughs> they're so intricate. It's true. Book, like, they're so incredibly intricate. And maybe you would
0: tell the
3: story. I feel, I Are you going like, to direct me to tell a story? That's good. Well, it's a question. I feel like the story, maybe the story might show. Like, so I was reading the interview you gave with the. Probably oh, the. Con- yeah. Which one? <laughs> <What> is it? <laughs> when you, you started to tell the story in the interview about having, in, in, in a Missouri... Oh, yeah, yeah. And about that, and about the shaman. Mm-hmm. Into a trans and- oh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty funny story. Your soul oh, yeah, I don't have a, my soul animal, just in case anyone ever at, you know, sometimes people ask you in LA what your soul animal is. And you're to, it's not an abstract question. So I went and I got asked this interview, like, when did you become interested in the esoteric? And I had to kind of slowly think about it. But, um, went to Kansas City with Becky and we met her mom. And the first thing we did when we woke up in the morning after like coming in late the night before, she took us to get soul paintings done by this woman. And I had like never done anything like this before. I was like, what, what are we, huh? Soul painting, what am I, uh, okay. And like went and the woman like sat and went into a trance and then she came out of the trance. and she goes, okay, um, I don't know how to draw this. I, I mostly just draw animals. Um, can you hold on a minute? I have to go and ask again." And she had already like sat in a trance while I'm just sitting there in a room with her for like three or four minutes. And she's like, can I do that over again? And then she went and did it again. And she came back and she goes, okay, um, your soul animal is a train that's barreling down a dark in the darkness and it's about to go over a chasm. And that you, your soul, this is just a picture, your soul no assumes that there is a bridge over the chasm, but can't see it in the darkness and it's, that's what it's about to do. Is it okay if I draw that? And I was like, but th- yeah, and then she made this drawing and all, I could see all her other things were like wolves. And it was true when I was like thinking about it, I was like, don't, I'm not, my soul isn't like a wolf or... <laughs> Some like giant buck deer or like like things that like I would expect, a snow leopard, like it wasn't and that's not what I got, and then she drew it. And then but in the corner there's a little billy goat that's looking at the train, which is an aspect of my soul. So and that was that it was from then and but the main thing that she said that totally inspired this book was she was like, You have a real inherent understanding of ancient wisdom. And I was like, What does that even mean? (laughs) And that was like six or seven years ago, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally have, yeah, <laughs> I do. Anything ancient wisdom, I look at, it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. They don't
0: <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? <laughs> that pretty much covered it. <laughs> oh, the book's over there.
3: Oh, yeah, back there, I suppose. So are
1: there no more Steve,
3: I've got a
0: question. Huh? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Of course I already did. Yeah. You already did what? I sent a copy to the president.
3: Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm
0: waiting here. <laughs> I'm You're
3: sure. going to get one of those notes like in six months. I was a little bit busy when you sent it, but i was really glad. I wanted to say something to you, but I just couldn't find the time. I made a point of,
0: of wishing him a happy Halloween. So. Okay. You know, I wanted him to read it before the election. Because, yeah, I mean, and... You know, I know you guys are wondering if there's going to be a book, too. So yeah. If you want more of these comics, you're going to have to go
3: out and vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll
0: no yeah, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think never say never. That one's pretty easy.
3: No, I'll, I'll never do that. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks, everyone. So,
1: so what we're going to do is, if you would like to um, have the gentlemen sign your books. We're gonna set up a table over here. If you could purchase your books first and then just line up against travel and uh, and get your books signed. Thank you so much. <laughs>